Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Oof, today... <laughs> is going to be a big one. It's a big conversation. And it was inspired actually by a conversation I had with my grandma. And my grandma isn't online. It's not like she really understands what I do. And so she loves me and she's supportive. And it's really cute how she asks me questions. And she genuinely wanted to understand what I do for a living. And I was trying to explain coaching and trying to explain, you know, online business and how I meet with people on Zoom and I talk to them, but it's not quite like therapy. (laughs) Um, And one of the words that I kind of stumbled on when I was talking to her was I help people with their creative process. I help them create. And she's like, oh, like art. And I said, well, no, (laughs) I don't help people create art, but I help people create their relationships. I help people create their business. I help people create themselves and who they're being in the world. And she says, that's an interesting way to talk about it, honey. And we didn't really talk about it more, but I had one of those light bulb moments that I knew I wanted to talk about it here with you guys. And I've been doing this work with my clients and I have used the word creation before. Um, but I think I'm going to articulate it in a way that I haven't articulated it up to this point. I also think it's going to give some distinctions to you on what I actually mean. Because when we think of being creative, I think most of us, at least if you're like me, I was an athlete growing up and I still consider myself an athlete. And when I hear the word creative, I immediately go to the arts, right? Like painting and singing and, you know, drawing and things like that, or modeling clay, (laughs) you know, I think of those kinds of creative outlets, but this word creation really is what I feel my work is. And as coaches, as people who are trying to create light in the world, where we're trying to help people heal and see things differently and create their life, creation is a really in-depth process, but it's also very simple. Right. Um, I think it's one of those concepts that's like it's easy to understand, really hard to implement. And I'm going to give you a few examples of the things that I've helped my clients create um, and what I mean by this word, because I think this is our work is learning how to be creators. Um, we're made after the image of God, who is a cre- who is like the ultimate creator. Right. And so it's in our nature to create. And so a lot of our work has been this Cause like, that's why we love business. That's why we like writing. That's like why we like conversations we're creating. And so I've mentioned in the past few episodes, I've talked about the level of being, who are you being? And one of the things that I've really seen is that we create ourselves, our self-concept, who we're being in the world first. That is our first creation, right? Some people call this the ego. A lot of spiritual teachers teach the ego, which is our creation, which means we're not the creation. We are the creator. We're the, we are the being, we are the presence that invented our personality. And that's really important to know because you can change your personality, right? You can change how you show up in the world. Um, I really like how Steve Chandler talks about this in his book, creator, like, well, I'm an introvert. You know, he's giving this example of like, being an introvert. I don't talk to people. And this is in the, in the context of business, right? Like I'm not going to go talk to people. I'm an introvert. That's who I am. Right. 
But when we remember that that's someone we created, that's a persona that we created, we can choose to create someone else. For example, this introvert who didn't want to talk in business, he asked him like if his daughter came up to him who's young, would you talk to her? You know, which is oversimplified, but it paints the picture. Like, yes, I would talk to my daughter. So it's like, okay, if this isn't who you are, it's not set in stone. Sometimes you talk to people. Sometimes you are social. You can do this in business as well, because I think sometimes we create our own limitations based on our created personality. And so that's the first level of creation is who are you being in the world? And we just, like I said, we just talked about this in a few episodes. Um, but we also create other people. And this is the work that I've been doing with many of my private clients is creating in their relationships. And it seems like we're reporting when we, when we observe our loved ones and we talk about their qualities or their characteristics. My husband is attentive. My husband is aloof. (laughs) My husband is, um, patient. My husband is impatient, right? You can substitute for this for anyone you have troubles with. When we do that, we feel like we're reporting what's happening. But what I want to offer is that is a creation. You are creating your loved one to be impatient. They are not impatient because I bet you can think of examples where they are patient. And so when we label them, when we say something with absolute certainty, we've created them in our minds. And then the only way we can experience those that person is the way that we've created them to be. And I think there's a lot of value in what I'm saying for me. I've done this work for me because I've created people in my life that I used to have struggles with or um, that I, you know, stop loving them, which I think the whole purpose of relationships is to create love. And that's, we'll get there. But I want to stay with this point of creating our relationships, creating the people in our our life. And so what I've invited my client to do is to think of creation instead of change. And I want to make this distinction. I first heard this from Werner Erhard, so this is not my own idea. But he talked and he made the distinction about change versus creation. Change is when we take something and turn it into something else. Creation is when we take nothing and turn it into something And what I love about this word is that it gives you a lot of room that no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what's happened to you, no matter the disagreements you've gotten in with your, with your spouse, with your friends, with your family, no matter how hard it's been, no matter the drama that you've been through, you can create. And this creates a lot of freedom for you because when we try to change people, that doesn't feel good. And it honestly never works. (laughs) But when we create, when we come from a blank slate and we decide powerfully who we want to be and who we want to speak into existence for the people around us, we create context. And context is different than circumstances because context is a way of thinking and being before the circumstances are such. So I want to explain what I mean. So I was coaching one of my clients about her marriage who isn't a huge fan of what she does in the world. She's not, he's not a huge fan of the coaching industry. I'll just leave it at that without going into too much detail. And so our work really was 
noticing how she created him in her mind and how she stopped loving him because of who she created him to be with her words, with her thoughts, with her perception. And I asked her to make a blank slate and start speaking who she wanted him to be into existence. Because what's cool about this is once you can make the blank slate, it requires forgiveness. And I'm going to do a podcast on forgiveness because I think it's really relevant to so much of our work as entrepreneurs, as coaches, as just human beings is working through actively being forgiveness. And so one of the things that we talked about in our call was if she had a blank slate with her husband and now she was creating him, that means she had to forgive him for the things that he fell short on and start fresh, like almost like they had never been married before, never, never interacted before. And in this process, she became nothing, right? Which is a spiritual principle. (laughs) Um, We are nothing. And so blank slate There's no history. There's no drama. This is nothing. What do you want to create? Who do you want to create him to be? And so we went through this process where she identified characteristics and ways of being that she wanted to create him to be loving, attentive, present. And now her task is to be continuing that process, continuing to speak him into existence. And This is different than anything you're going to hear in therapy. Like I, I've read books from therapists and stuff, and I think there's some value, but I also think sometimes, um, they're talking about something like change, right? Change is something to something. And what's hard about that is you bring the past with you. There's evidence of what was. And what I love about creation is that doesn't have to be the case. You can start fresh today. And so there's always like what I love about creation is there's always hope. There's always possibility change. It's like you're, you're bringing the crud with you sometimes. And it's not just semantics. I really, I know it, it might seem like it's just semantics that I'm using the words change and the words creation, but I do think there's an element of truth in what I'm talking about. If you take this and internalize it for yourself. We're not talking about changing people. We are talking about speaking them into existence. Because once we do that, then we see evidence of that in our life. Maybe not right away, but you've created the context for them to be that person for you. And so I want you to consider this. How do you create your loved ones? What do you say about them when they're not there? What do you think about them when they're at work or when they're with friends? How do you create your children? How do you create your your spouse? How do you create that annoying neighbor? (laughs) right? Whatever it is. Um, I'm just throwing out examples because that's your creation. And so once we can start creating people that we are in our world with love and attention, we actually create more peace. And then what the cool part is, is that we get to start seeing evidence that that's actually true about them. One of the things that I, as a Christian, as a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, something that we talk about is loving our neighbor. Um, and that, God asks us to love everyone like we love ourselves. And I think about this a lot, um, that we are meant to love people. And part of that is creating them in a way that either like, however you want to take this, but the way that God sees them, the way their, their highest self, however you want to distinguish this. If I want to see them with total love, that means I have to create them in a way that I can genuinely feel that because we don't want to love someone who's dismissive or hurtful or bitter. We want to love someone who's, you know, present and fun and exciting and genuine. And so when we create them that way, we love them and we're seeing them in their highest self and we are being our best self at the same time. 
And so I want you to consider how you can create your loved ones. Um, I think this is work that can always be done. How, what are you speaking into existence for the people that you claim to love? And then the next thing that I asked her in that conversation, in that coaching conversation I mentioned is, are you in, like, are you conceptualizing your love for him or are you in the presence of it? Are you feeling it? Because a lot of times, you know, someone, you know, our spouse comes home and we say, I love you, or our kid leaves her school and we say, love you. And we say it as if it's theory, but when we are being love, when we're creating love within us, it's a different experience. We feel it. And I'm sure that you can recollect different, different times in your life where you can make this distinction between feeling love, being love, and just conceptualizing it, right? In theory, I love you. I'm married to you versus I feel love for you. Those are two very different things. Um, one of the ways, because I mentioned him earlier, his name is Werner Erhard. He talks about the difference between eating the menu and eating the food. Right When we say, I love you, and we don't feel it, it's like eating the menu. That's not really what we want. We don't want to eat the menu. We want to experience love. We want to be present to the feeling of love. And that's what creation does. It allows us to experience it, not just say it, and not just theorize about it. And so I think this is next level discussion um, from just thought work. Right, This is really generating a way of being in the world. And this applies to our business too, because one of the things that I also do with my private clients is create their business. And the business that we want is created in who we are being first. And so the way that we talk, we speak our business into existence. And this is, it feels weird when you're a newer coach, when people ask you how your business is going and you haven't signed any clients or you haven't made any money, right? It's tempting to say my business sucks <laughs> or that my business isn't, hasn't taken off yet. And what I want to encourage you to do is to speak the business that you want into existence. So I'm going to give you an example from my own life. When I was a new life coach, when people would ask me about my business, even before I had clients, I would say, it's amazing. I love coaching and I love the work that I do. I love the, that I get to be a student of this work, that I get to share this work. I love transformation. I love you know all the concepts of coaching and I'm having the time of my life. I was speaking into existence the business that I wanted. And what's cool is, is that allowed me to experience my business that way now. I collapsed time for myself. And the key here is that that's what end up, ends up magnetizing your clients to you, right? No one wants to work with someone who hates their business. Your clients will want to work with you when you're in the, like what I say is like in the miracle of coaching, in the miracle of our industry. That happens when you are being the person who already has the business. And this is, a conceptual, like it messes with our minds because we're like, but we don't have the clients, but we don't have the money. And I have been there, but what I want you to see is that that has to come from how you talk about it. And so I want you to speak it as if it's happening. When people ask you, how's your coaching business? It's amazing. I love the work I do. I'm so grateful to do it. When people ask you, how's your, you know, whatever, how's your relationship with your, with your son? I love him so much and I am working on every day on feeling love for him and getting to know him better. That's a very different experience than, oh, he's so annoying. <laughs> oh, it's so hard, right? Because we think we're stating truth, but what we're doing is creating and business is no different. And there's a lot of power in this because 
this is how everything is created. What we don't realize is that we think we're reporting something. We think we're reporting the truth when we say these things, like my business, it hasn't taken off yet. My business is struggling. We think we're just reporting the news, but what we're doing is creating it in that moment. And people who don't get this, it feels like a loop or it feels airy-fairy, but I promise this is how things work. I'll never forget the first time that I spoke a client into existence. I told Wesley I had been doing a lot of work on myself. I had been getting coached and I had raised my prices and I will never forget telling him I'm about to sign a client at my new rate. And he's like, cool, who is it? And I said, I have no idea, but it's happening. And sure enough, a week later, I signed a client at that new rate and I will never forget the evidence that I received of speaking something into existence. And what's cool is we do this all the time. We speak our loved ones into existence. We speak our business into existence. We speak ourself into existence by speaking in the affirmative that it is happening now and not waiting until the circumstances change, right? We are creating the circumstances that we want in this moment. And so one of the questions that I asked the coaching matrix earlier this week was, is this love or fear? And to me, creation is all about love. When we're in fear, we react. And one of the things that I, like in my notes, I'm looking at it right now, one of the questions that I want to offer you is, are you acting or are you being acted upon? Because a creator acts. They do not react. And when you're in fear, we do a lot of reaction, right? This can show up in arguments with your kids, arguments with your spouse, arguments with your parents. You can feel discord on social media. You can feel like your clients aren't aligned when you're in fear. Are they going to fire me? Are they going to hire me? Are they going to pay me? Are they going to get mad at me? Like those kinds of questions are so reactive and it's fear-based. And so being in the creator mode, when you claim yourself as a creator, it has to be done with love. In business, this is like the best business strategy, you guys, (laughs) is love. And it sounds airy fairy. And I get that, except that now I'm living it. And I know how important it is to feel love as you grow your business, because especially if you're a coach listening, what we do is love humans. We love them enough to tell them the truth. We love them enough to show them when they're acting out of integrity. We love them enough to tell them things that no one else will tell them. And so part of our business strategy has to be love. And that starts before they ever hire you, right? And so I gave my the coaching matrix a challenge, um, which was the seven-day love-only challenge. And that was to just do what felt like love every day to grow their business. What would love do? It, how can love work through me? What would you post if you were doing it in love? What would you say? How would you offer your coaching in love? Right, And I think that that's a good way to think through everything we want in life. How do you want to express love and not just the conceptual idea of love, but being present to the emotion of love? How would that be expressed to your spouse today? How would that be expressed to a client today? How would that be expressed to a stranger today? And it's fun to play here because it's not about you. You can't, you can't be in selfishness when you're in loving people, right? When I'm being love, I can't be selfish. And what's funny is, is when we are being love, we also get to experience it, which is the cool part. When we give what we want to receive, we end up receiving it anyway. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you want to experience, um, attention, giving attention will fill that hole for you. Give away what you want to experience is love. And so the other thing that I want to share with you is this idea of creating the success you actually want. 
And I often will tell my clients, you got to keep your blinders on. In fact, I've probably said that on this podcast, you have to keep your blinders on because there's a lot of different creations going on both online and offline. I mean, just look around and you can see what people are creating and it can be frustrating and also distracting to you to see people creating things that you don't even want to create, but it might, you know, distract you enough that maybe you, you think you want to create it. For example, there's a lot of people making seven figures in our industry and they're leading teams and they're doing masterminds and they're doing like masterminds are really good example. I have a client specifically that I'm thinking of that I asked her what she wanted to create. What was her version of success? And she's like, I don't know, like I want to grow my income and maybe I'll start a mastermind. And I said, do you even want a mastermind? And she's like, no, I just want to do one-on-one coaching. And I'm like, why would you do a mastermind then? (laughs) Why would you create that? She said, because that's what so-and-so does. And I just laughed because I've been there too. (laughs) I've definitely followed the shiny object syndrome, but it's just a misuse of our creative abilities. And so one of the other things that we have to be really honest with ourselves about is what do you want to create? Because it can be easy to fall down the rabbit hole of what everyone else is doing and what everyone else is creating and miss the intuitive ideas, how spirit is working on you, all the things that are coming to you because you can steward these ideas and you can bring them into reality. They're coming to you for a reason. But when we don't sit in stillness, when we don't take the time to connect that way, when we're so enthralled and involved and engage on social media that we're obsessed with other people's businesses and we miss the still small voice telling us what is meant to be created through you. You get distracted, you end up doing things that you don't even like and you miss the whole point. Because to me, the point of being alive is to be alive. It's aliveness. Success, achievement, business, all of it is for fun anyway. And so the moment that I am doing something that's not really in integrity with what I want to do, I've missed the whole point. And I want to offer that to you that many of you probably feel that that coming up in you, that you are observing other people build businesses and part of you kind of wants it. Like that, that looks fun to, you know, have a team or that looks fun to make billions of dollars. And I'm not saying that that's not even what you want, that it might be what you want. But what I want you to take the time to consider is that like, what do you actually want? If no one could know about it, if it didn't matter what you chose, it would be successful. What would you choose? What does success mean to you? Because once you have that definition, once you actually know, then you can work on the creative process to make it real. But until you actually know And really what I think a better word is once you decide what you want, because it's not something that exists outside of you. It's a create, it's a creation too. You create your desires, you decide what you want, and then you create it. And so you just have to be really honest. Like what does success mean to you? For some people, it's going to be a seven or eight or nine figure business that they run a team because that's what they really want. That's how they want to serve the world. I know coaches that only do one-on-one coaching and they love it because that's how they feel they're meant to serve. That's the kind of business model that they want. I know people doing a combination. I know people who are genuinely happy and successful without a business. What do you actually want? And then do you have the courage to put your blinders on and just witness other people's success and cheer for them and make it mean nothing about you? To me, that's being in love 
in like the loving state. And so we, we've talked a lot, of, a lot about <laughs> a lot, but I hope that this stirs something in you and just notice this isn't about even taking notes or taking what I said and making it happen. It's more of, did this cause a shift in you? What opened in you? What ideas came to you while you were listening to me talk that you can implement today? Even if it's just being more loving to your loved ones, even if it's just being more excited about your business as it is right now, before the circumstances come, what is coming to you right now is meant for you. The idea is like, and it might not even be related to this podcast. I do think that that, you know, spirit works in interesting ways that you might have gotten ideas for your business or for, for your life that had nothing to do with what I said today. And that's okay too. You can pay attention to both. Um, I think that it's a really powerful thing to be inspired within yourself, not just from who you listen to, but within yourself, go be creators, engage in the process of creation, take total responsibility for the things that you are creating, including the people in your life. You will be mind blown what happens when you start creating them with love and speaking who they are into existence. Okay. That's what I have for you. Thank you for listening. I will see you guys next week. Bye. Hey, if you love listening to this podcast every week, I know you'd love The Coaching Matrix. It's my life and business group coaching program for coaches and entrepreneurs to grow their business, create epic lives, and thrive. Every week and month, I train on four main topics. Mentality, alignment, action, and integration. Everything we cover on this podcast, but we go way deeper and you get to work with me live. If you're interested in joining, go to itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix waitlist to be the first to know when doors open again. I'll see you inside.